Daniel Boardman's here. He's uh, YouTube. Uh, got his own show on YouTube. You, I watch the CBC, so you don't have to. Uh, and and uh, on Tag TV, the uninterrupted, every Wednesday night, I ramble on and on and on about whatever it happened. Never seen a millennial time. admit to rambling on and on and on. <laughs> you guys do, but yeah. it's refreshing to see somebody who admits it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at least I'm a bit more self-aware than the average uh, yeah. idiot. Now you have another job. I'm the communications coordinator of the Canadian Anti-Semitism Education Foundation. The Canadian Anti-Semitism Education Foundation. Yeah, it's... Uh, so what's it like when you get all these rednecks in a room and you try to educate them? Uh, depends on the type of redneck. I mean, uh, I find like the ones that are like, Jesus will save us. They're like, they, they kind of get it. Like, Jews, like, don't... Be, our so job who, is basically... Who, who's the enemy? Who's the enemy there? Who's the enemy? Um, anyone who wants to sort of nuke Israel. So it's like the radical right, um, the radical leftists, and like the I crazy... Easier, uh, I think it'd be easier to just say who doesn't want to. Yeah, the Muslim Brotherhood types. Us. Yeah, us. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> People, people, uh, people strapping bonds to them. So anyone who wants to nuke Israel. So, right. you know, you got the, you know, crazy Islamists, you got the crazy leftists. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'll be happy. I'm a pro-Semite. Pro-Semite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we take it. Yeah. I go uh, gefilte fishing with two of my Jewish friends every Saturday <laughs> in the summer. That's how much I love uh, the Jewish people. Have you ever been in a house where they're making gefilte fish? Yes. It's, it's torture. It is awful. It, it's, it's, it's god awful. We, I'm a big fan of most of the food. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of gefilte fish. Never. I, I, I'm also I, not a big fan of matzo ball soup. Matzo ball soup. I'll, I'll fight you on the matzo ball soup, but I get the good feel. I, this, you won't the, fight me because you're a millennial. Yeah, you'll, I'll, you'll, I'll, you'll say something I'll behind say, my yeah, back I'll say something it. mean about you on the internet. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what you'll do. You won't fight me. You won't yeah. fight me on it. Uh, yeah, big fan of smoked meat. Big fan of uh, chopped liver. Panzers? Which is really pate for poor oh, yeah. people. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, Panzers is great. Yeah, Panzers is great. But Another great it, one was Yitz's, but it's gone yeah, now. it's gone. God, I can't believe it. All of us shalom. As we where, the, where the hell, where the fuck were you when they closed Yitzes? You're supposed to be the communications director. <laughs> that, unfortunately, how many years ago was that? It was only six months ago. Oh, so six months ago? Then I Bunch failed. of skinheads were out front closing down Yitzes, and I didn't see you. Is it on, it's on English. By the way, I'm often mistaken yeah, yeah. for a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Based on appearance alone. I'll talk to the Zionist Conspiracy Council, get you yeah. off the list. So you're what, 28? 28, yeah. 28 years old, and uh, you're an activist. Technically, um, but I, I like, I don't know. I'm, I, I more just like make fun of the news and sometimes myself and crazy people. But yeah, sometimes I have to yell at the prime minister. So whatever. I, got, I don't even know how to. Yeah, you seem to dislike him and uh, the NDP leader equally. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, yeah, equal because. But you're not a conservative, right? I'm a conservative, yeah. No, I'm open about it. I'm open about my, where my political leanings are. I'm, You're I'm a 28 year old conservative. I'm a 28 year old conservative. How do? Why do you think a, a right wing Zionist organization hired me? It's like holy, a 20 something year old openly admitted conservative yeah, who yeah. actually understands something about Israel's legal rights. Well, let's okay, so what do you stuff. think of the LGBTQ community? Um, LGB couldn't care less. You know, I'm a millennial. Have fun with it. Um, like again, I'm libertarian on it, but like. If you, I've read the laws on this stuff and the human rights, the T directly, con, the radical T rhetoric directly, directly contradicts the radical Q rhetoric, yeah. but they're both legal. And if you, if you point this out to some, it's like illegal to think it, it's Orwellian double think yeah. the way it's written. So yeah. I'm, I'm with Jordan Peterson on what he said about the bill, bill C-16 law. So like, I don't think you have the right to say like, you must call me a Z or a Zer like compelled speech. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, very fiercely libertarian on the free speech i mean i'm kind of where you know because i, I did i went into comedy for for years and i was 
like I'm pretty big on the free speech and yeah, it's funny about the LGBTQs. Yeah. They all hate each other. Yeah. But we're not allowed to, uh, we're not allowed to mention it. Say anything <laughs> negative to any yeah. None of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the bees are going to get it. I, I have a theory that, uh, eventually, uh, the way that the laws are written, I think B is going to become illegal soon. Really? Because, because um, like if you, you, have, you go to like, if you go to the Ontario human rights tribunal, I've done this and like, this is the definition. Well, of, you and 99% of other people who want to make 4,000 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, the way it's sort of written is like the law says like any negative impact, like unintended negative impact constitutes discrimination. So think of that unintended negative impact. Right. It couldn't be more nebulous and it, it, it just goes in. But it also says that non-conforming someone's gender identity where they could be nowhere on the spectrum. But if you say you're bisexual, you are giving into a system where you admit that there's a binary, that there are two genders, yeah. right? And that could make someone feel slightly uncomfortable. I always thought bisexuals were just greedy. <laughs> that's my that's my take on the bisexual thing. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I think you can make a, a You get to strike case. out twice as often as everybody else. Oh, and the L's and the L's and the B the L's and the G's do not do not like them because they, they think they're just like straight people have. Well, they, they think they're uh, hobbyists. Yeah. You know, they just go to the meetings to see whatever they can snag. Yeah. And the, the new thing is like, what does Q even mean now? Like you'll like I, there was like some like a British actress, like just some hot British girl who was like Jamila Jamala or whatever her name is. And then she got in trouble because she's like had an opinion or something that 95 percent of people believe in. And then she got attacked for it or something. She's like, well, now I'm queer. What? Like, yeah. Now and then just queer means anything. Now I'm queer. By the way, it's a word they use with each other. Yeah. You better not get caught using it. No, no, I'm queer. I'm a demi pansexual. I'm only attracted to uh, okay, women but, who think uh, they're well, men well, who look up, like women. Back up. Yeah. Demi pansexual. You know what? That's a new one for me. Me too. Uh, <laughs> DMS. I got I to gotta hear what a demi pansexual is. No idea. But it's a. Uh, I'm making. Um, sorry, no. It, it is a real thing. It's. Uh, I'm only attracted to women who are really men but look like women. So wi- men, or sorry, women who think they're men but look like women. Really? Really. So in other words, you want to fuck somebody and have them fall asleep five minutes later. That's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's what you want. Or I just want to call myself Q and have it on record so when they come after me in court, I can be like, as a queer person, mm-hmm. I have no, I, I probably won't even remember But demi-pansexual, if they're born I, women... And I just made it up. They still identify. Yeah, it's no, basically it, I'm women. It's, it's a way of saying I'm identify attract- as women. <laughs> yeah. You're a heterosexual. No, I'm a demi pansexual. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you bo- boomers don't get it because. Hey, you're so- knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah. How many times have you used OK Boomer? Uh, I, I think I'm being forced to use it for the first time in my life. Uh, right today. now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got one for you. Yeah. Fuck off or I'll open a jar of peanut butter. How does that sound? A bit brass. A bit brass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you're going to get from us. <laughs> Or uh, screw off unpaid intern for life. We got a million of them. Yeah, that's a good you one. Guys, that's a good one. That, that, that one should go with me. Un- you, you, guys, you guys <laughs> used, used OK Boomer too much the first day. Yeah, I mean, we, you were directing OK Boomer at 85-year-olds, which tells me that you're a product of the fact that math is not important in school anymore. Well, yeah, I did a lot of people. I helped a lot of people with their math homework back in the day. I can believe that. I can, yeah. I can believe, yeah, my, my generation's math skills. I, I remember. Yeah. I, I have a huge problem with that. It, and you, you, I, I'll, I'll give you the boomers this. It's, I, was, I remember in first grade, I actually do remember being the snowflake generation because they, I remember they, one day they came in and it's like, they literally showed us a picture of a snowflake and told us, guys, you are all like snowflakes because all snowflakes are special and different. And on the math thing, 
is they would just enable kids. Or I be think like, what they really meant was when the heat's on, you people fucking melt. That too. But it's also like the entitlement special thing comes from the snowflake. They literally told us we were snowflakes in, in school. I remember that. But on the math thing, uh, we were really enabled. If you say like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to math. Like the biggest one's like, what type of learner are you? Are you an audio learner? I'm right. a visual learner. Yeah, I'm a visual learner. No, shut up. You just like watching movies in class. Right. Like I'm right. a visual learner. No, I, yeah, I like when the teacher shows movies instead of making us do homework. Where'd you, like, go, to, where'd you go to university? Uh, Queens University. Oh, uh, okay. That's pretty radical. Yeah, well, they all are. I mean, my brother went to UBC, so... Uh, even more so. Even more. But so he thinks Queens is a conservative school. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yes, because it's slightly to the right of Karl Marx that I that right. it's that it becomes a conservative to a UBCer. But they're all radical. There, there's no, there's no universe. Like, I don't know. I you hear things about the University of Chicago. I've never been, but it, I went to university in Canada. Radical. Like, yeah. it, you might as well. So where's the radicalization come from? The professors. Um, professors, and it's like it's who are boomers. Who are boomers? Yeah, there are certain courses that I remember are like left wing brainwashing courses. I remember actually taking like the first bird course. It's called, it was, everyone said you should take human geographies because it's the easiest course at Queens. You learn nothing about human geography, human geography. You learn nothing about human beings and or geography right. completely out of right. the thing. Well, depending on the person, there's a lot of topography there. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually the, what reminded me the most of that course is in your first episode when you talked to Ryan Bellrose and he told you the story about painting a stick red and showing it to the teacher. That person taught me human geographies. Right. One version of that. And every class was basically something happens and it's just like how the natives were treated in our, and like everything was about the natives. Nothing made sense. It's the first time I heard the word gentrification in a, in a terms of moral panic. And I remember one time I actually walked out of class one day because we were talking about Turkmenistan and this, she was such a overzealous douchebag. She couldn't pronounce Turkmenistan properly. She would like, she, it didn't even end in standard. It was like, took a mista. Turkmenistan, and it's like, no, that's Turkmenistan. I this see was the professor? Professor. Couldn't say Turkmenistan. She overpronouncing. I was in the mountains of Turkmenistan talking to, it's like, she couldn't say jihad either. She was yihad, was how she said jihad. Um, and like, it was pretty funny. But one day she's just talking. How about Netanyahu? Did she have any trouble with that? Uh, she didn't go there, but like, I would have probably. Because I, uh, I know at least 10 people in broadcasting who have trouble with Netanyahu. Netanyahu. It always makes me laugh. Yeah, she got to, I remember this, mountain Turkmenistan, and then she just goes in. I the, mean, the last uh, couple of letters are hooray. How can you forget how to pronounce his name? Yahoo. Yahoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Yahoo. Yeah, that's the one. So easy. Yeah. But the long story short on that is she just started talking. They're building a road in Turkmenistan through the mountain. And this is like how Canada mistreated the... I'm like, nope, that's a road in Turkmenistan. It has nothing to do with the Ojibwe. And I just like walked out of class uh, that day. I was like, So what, what happened? Did I, you go back? I, I went back for the other ones and to take notes. But like, I, I got a whatever. I, I passed the course because it's just like... Yeah, but I heard if you piss them off, they don't pass you. But if then you disagree with them on anything, you they, get a failing but grade. It in, but, but that's not in the small classes. That was like the main lecture hall. So they had no idea who my name is. I was just like, nope, just walked out from the back. So, I, so what's your degree in? <laughs> psychology. I have a psych degree, which is next to useless. You have, a, you have a psych degree, and you have a YouTube show called I Watch CBC So You Don't Have To, and you're yeah. the communications director. Yeah, the worst of the CBC is, yeah. yeah, yeah and that's yeah. the line. I watch the CBC So You Don't Have To. Yeah, every day I watch the CBC. So why didn't you become from. a psychologist? Every time somebody tells me they have a psychology degree, they, they're not a psychologist. I don't want to like... Yeah, there's people like Dr. Phil who don't have a psycho- psychology degree yeah. who are psychologists. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, uh, I've like I, I can't... I can't... I have a bit of a mouth on me, yeah. and I couldn't just sit there and follow a rule book. Like if someone like with legitimate problems comes in to talk to me, I'd be like... You know, let's say something really funny now, and then like, and then I get disbarred. Like it was just I would, I saw no future in psychology in in 
any type of therapy with another person under a rubric yeah. where I don't get disbarred. So like I, I met a guy a couple of weeks ago who told me he had a degree in geography. I said, you ever heard of Waze? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You actually, uh, you're, you're actually out of a job before you even get into a job. Yeah. I mean, you know, with some of this shit. Like, unless, unless you're, unless you want to try and like be a Jeopardy champion, I don't see how geography degree right. really helps you. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Now, uh, you get along with your parents? Yeah. Yeah. You love them? Yeah. Why? They're good parents. <laughs> they're good parents. They did a solid job. But they're, they're boomers. They're boomers. They're just, you know, they're just, you know, marginally crazy, which is where you want the people to be. So they don't think they're too yeah, normal. Yeah, but why are you blaming us for everything? I I don't, listen, I... Okay, oh, tell me, okay, you have my, friends your age. Why are you blaming us for everything? It's the same thing. So I think the okay boomer thing comes from uh, a lot of, I remember like, it's, it is, and there's like writings, for like the Romans did this too, where the, 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 the current generation, let's say the, the boomers, which will then be the Gen Xers, which will then be us, will blame the Gen Z and they'll blame the whatever. Like the kids are not as tough as they used to be, blah, blah, blah. I think that, that, that. We it's not got a question that. of toughness. You know what it is? You had better parents. Our parents were the fucking worst. We, we could have been raised by wolves. That's the difference <laughs> between boomers and millennials. Yeah. I mean, our parents sent you out the door at seven o'clock in the morning. Didn't matter how rough the neighborhood was, yeah. and you didn't come back till six o'clock at night. And God help you, if you came back at six before six. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they gave you three squares a day and a roof over your head, and that, that they viewed that as their job. You know. Now I I'm not saying this to criticize because I feel bad for you guys because we got a lot more breaks than you did. You know, it was a better economy, better jobs. Uh, what else? Uh, you could buy a house. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is like economic insecurity. Although like, with all the money you guys spend on Uber, you should build yeah. a time machine and go back and buy a house or even a That's car. That's the one. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's sort of natural Uber's human you nature. Guys. Uber's Uber you guys. It's us. But I think it's I think a lot of it is just Uber naturally. Eats is you guys. Yeah. Uber Eats. Most calories you burn are from the couch to the front door, no matter what it is you're ordering. Like you could order a steak dinner with caviar, and it's Uber Eats. You don't even go to a restaurant. Damn millennials. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that strikes me as absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think I think you're, the baby boomers, like also social security is a scam or it's basically a Ponzi scheme. And then when you have a, a giant group, right? Uh, I mean, the baby boomer generation, it's a baby boom. So there's lots of them. So you're going to hit social security. And oh, then so we're going to milk it. You're going to milk, you're going to break the, you're going to break the stupid yeah, system. We're going to milk that thing we paid into for 35 Yeah, years. exactly. But you're going to break it and then we're going to pay into it. It's going to be gone by the time we're, we're there. So... I don't blame you for that. That was like it's not. You know, it's not going to be gone. It's the third uh, best pension fund in the world. Canada Pension. Are you, you trust these idiots to keep it in keep it in, in in check? I don't know. I mean, unlike you, I don't have to care. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. that's the, the problem. I is, like to think they will. Yeah. Once your generation starts going to the nursing homes, that's going to burn out a. a f yeah, but out. most of those nursing homes you got to pay for. Yeah, but there's a lot of subsidized medical stuff. I mean, the government nursing homes are, you know, the ones where you'll die within two days anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a hospital. Hospitals are more yeah. dangerous than uh, like 90,000 packs of cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are you most afraid of as a millennial? Um, 
I'm, I guess I'm so different from the rest of my generation because like how many how many millennials are like Trudeau? Well, you're but, supposed yeah. to be a typical millennial. That's why we brought you that's in. What, that's that's what that's what your producer lied to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm supposed to view you as a typical millennial. Okay, a typical. I'm like, what am I afraid of? On a, what am I afraid of? Well, what's There's, your generation afraid of? That their shadows, everything, like yeah. l- literally, literally everything being offended, like you know Trump or something. Like what's sex like for you guys? Uh, we have Tinder, so it's uh, I guess emotionless and uh, and on demand. Right, and you also invented uh, Pornhub. Yeah, that's you guys and C- Canadians too. That's a Canadian invention. Pornhub, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to brag. We about, did it. Yeah, we used to brag about the zipper and basketball, but now, now we're we got bragging Pornhub. about Pornhub, which uh, I think you invented because it's cheaper than dinner in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. You know it's, what I mean? You don't uh, have to leave your house. That's uh, yeah, because I was of the generation where we had to like wait till like Friday night at whatever, and like on Showcase, that was like you got like you know boobs would show up like once a week, and it was a it was a special event. Yeah. Now it's like you know go to boobs.com, hit them up. Yeah. Now what uh, what what did we do to you in the job market? What did we do that was so bad? Uh, outsourced. The outsourced them all. Gave them China. You, know sent, you sent all the jobs to China. I got to give you that one. Yeah, you did send all the jobs <laughs> to China. You have to give you that one. Yeah, you did. Send. But we fucked ourselves too. Yeah, yeah. You know, we kept everybody who looked Chinese, but uh, yeah. yeah, we did ship out most of the jobs. Yeah, to China. yeah, ship the chi- jobs to China. Brought in the Chinese to take the jobs uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your generation's view on uh, immigration? Uh, my my generation's view on immigration is probably like immigrants solve life. It depends on it depends on like again this is, but I think this is less of a generational thing and more of a left right thing and yes younger people skew more left so I mean the Trudeau the Trudeau generation like my friends who are Trudeauites can't handle any sort of reasonable conversation on immigration whatsoever so I, I remember trying to have these conversations with it's it's one of those things where it depends on how you phrase it so open borders sounds good to my generation I've said that, like open borders yeah open no borders no borders I'm like okay so you think Anyone should be able to come into the country at right. any time whatsoever, get citizenship, and be able to live off Canadian welfare. Well, no. Okay, but that's open borders. So it's they like yeah, they like you, things that sound you're, nice. You're a racist. I mean, uh, if uh, when it comes to having reasonable opinions, yeah, I get I get on that. Yeah, but you're a racist. Yeah, it's what it's what happens when you think that maybe we should have an immigration policy. So I'm pretty big on having an immigration policy that isn't ridiculous. Right. Um, but again, that does not make me a typical 28 year old. Um, from, from, it's one of the harder conversations to have with people because then everyone gets into like, but like, I know an immigrant. It's like, yeah. And my grandparents, well, three of my four grandparents were born here, but you know, you go one. How come come there's so much racism in your generation? There is, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. Oh, we just took a 28 year old guy and made him a communications director. Oh, because it's cool to be anti-Semitic because you can be anti-Zionist now and you don't have to admit to being anti-Semitic. Tell people what the difference is between a Zionist and a Jew. Okay, so Zionism is the belief that the Jewish people have the right to self-determination in their homeland. Basically, in Israel... <laughs> That's so horrible. Right, yeah. But basically, <laughs> if you believe that Israel should exist, if, you're, if you believe in the two-state solution, if you believe, I want Israel and Palestine to both have a state, well, technically you're a Zionist. If you believe Israel has the right to exist, you're a Zionist. And Jewish is a religion. Now, Zionism is in, interconnected in Judaism because the, the, the Jewish religion is... I didn't want to use the word typical Jew because yeah. that sounds horrible, but yeah, uh, right. that's what I meant. But yeah, it's the... So most, like over 90% of Jews are Zionists um, because uh, in the religion, it's pretty... Like the covenant, like if you want to boil the Jewish covenant down, 
short notes it. It's uh, cut off the tip of your penis, go live in Israel. Right. That's basically, here are my laws. You accept them. You live in Israel. By the way, I'm halfway, th- I'm halfway there. Yeah. I'm halfway there. You're halfway there? Yeah. yeah. So you got, you got half. Hey, well, yeah. there you go. I'll leave it to people to guess, but uh, yeah. I've never been to Israel. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I've been circumcised. Mazel tov. For purely... Were uh, there bagels? Hmm? Were there bagels? We didn't have a ceremony. Then it's not an official ceremony. It was done the moment, uh, the moment I popped out of my mother. Yeah, it there was aren't... done in the hospital. By the way, it was done in the hospital by a professional under extremely hygienic conditions. And uh, not one of my relatives ever saw my dick other than my mom and my dad. There's the thing with you guys. The fact that, uh, you know, your first... Uh, <laughs> the first time you expose yourselves is in front of your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, all your cousins. Uh, That's, yeah. you know what I mean? I that mean, how does a baby explain shrinkage? Yeah. It's got to it's got to be embarrassing as hell. Uh, pro tip at the bris, the the circumstance. Look away. Most of most of most of my family is just like at the back of the room, like uh, yeah, in the hole. I went to a bris and there was tons of food there, but I'll tell you, I wasn't touching it. Not after seeing that. So eat beforehand. Hmm? Pro tip: eat beforehand. Yeah, 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 because you should. It's just yeah, a, it's it's a horrible it, thing to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very hard thing to explain to someone else. Like, what are you doing today? There's a bris. What's that? Uh, yeah. well, ritualistically, we're gonna take an eight year old baby and we're gonna take it down the stairs and then uh, chop at the tip of its penis and have bagels. But you got a couple of great things going for you. I rarely hear of a rabbi molesting a kid. So they're allowed to have wives. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, you mean they can molest them, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, two, uh, the other thing you have going for yourselves that I've always thought was great is the bar mitzvah and the bat mitzvah, where, you know, at 13, you hold up your son and say, this is a man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was pretty cool that you got a paper route and you're a man, but you're not a loser. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You get get to be 13 and you're responsible for your own actions now. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with girls, right? When they're 13. Uh, you can do it at women? 12 now, 12, 12? Uh, 12 or 13. Some do it at 13, but you can do it as early tw- as 12 for women. Yeah. I've always thought it was the coolest religion yeah. there ever was. Thank you. I, I, I think you're probably the only person who's ever said that about Judaism, but we will take it. You know, yeah. Jesus was a carpenter. Well, he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> and he did jobs for cash. He did. He yeah. used to say, "What's the government going to do? Crucify me?" That's <laughs> uh, no. He, uh, but he was also a Jew. So we worship Jesus. We know somebody like him existed. He was a Jew. You guys say he hasn't been here yet. Yeah, we said, "Oh, Jesus came," but the Messiah is not going to come here. So I laugh my ass off if he has been here and it was Nelson Mandela. You know what I mean? Yeah, sent him to prison for uh, twenty-seven years or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll crack me up. Uh, so, uh, what about you? What about your romance situation? I'm single. Not seeing anybody right now? No. By choice? By, by, I guess the universe's choice. All right. Yeah. So you just haven't met the right person. Haven't met the right person. We'll say that. You haven't met the right, uh, effeminate, uh. Demi-queer, uh, uh, translucent, uh, gender fluid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you, where do you stand on Jordan Peterson's views, by the way? Uh, I was, I was a big supporter of what he said. Um, I mean, like, of course, I don't agree a hundred percent with everyone, but I'm a hundred percent where, where he was in bill C 16. I totally get the stand he took on, on, uh, uh, preferred pronouns. And Jordan Peterson also did a really good job in my view of sort of articulating the problem within like the, the universities. And just like, he kind of, he was able to sort of 
put into words what I was thinking about sociology class and just how kind of yeah, crazy yeah. it was. Yeah. He did a good job of saying like, okay, here's what was going on. This is postmodernist theory. It's like, yes, that explains my TA. That's that's exactly who that guy was. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was a big supporter of him. Like I, the carnivore diet, like no, and all you know, beef all the time. All beef all the time. Like no, like you know, beef is delicious, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's he's not like he's not the Messiah. I found his views on inter- on religion kind of yeah, interesting. The Messiah thing comes up exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we know he's not the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest issue with him is he looks like the king of the wasps. I think he <laughs> I think he'd be in a lot less trouble if he if he didn't look so white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. You know. Yeah, he, you're right. I mean, he, he looks like a he looks like a cover boy for Christian Science magazine. That's his. That's my biggest issue <laughs> with the guy. That's why. That's why. Oftentimes, he gets so attacked. You know, I think anyway. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm a straight white male. This is the. Pro-. And also, like, try and be like a, a straight white male and be like, this is the problem with the LGBTQ community in Canada. And it's like, okay. You know what? It's a funny thing about that. I've always had this opinion on that. I can't help how I was born. Right. I'll apologize for anything I do. I'll uh, stick up for anybody. I believe in live and let live. But I'll be damned if I'm going to apologize for something my great, 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 great grandfather did. Yeah. You know, I don't go on Ancestry.com ever. No. There's one reason not to go on Ancestry.com. Great, great grandpa Hitler. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> thing that is going to completely. They used to have like commercials for Ancestry.com. It was like one guy was like, "We used to think that we were Scottish, but I went to Ancestry.com and found out that we were actually German." Right. It's like. Who the hell? That's your commercial? Right. Like it's like, oh, it turns out we our family was in South America. They said Scottish, but we were really German. Like, okay, Heinz, what do you think you're gonna find out? Grandpa did for a living. If yeah, you, yeah. yeah, shit, I don't want to know. It's like so we traded and got the laser hosens, and then we annexed Czechoslovakia. It's like you know. So tell me a bit about your YouTube show because you have what a hundred thousand uh, followers on that. No, I have 15,000 uh, on... on. So you have 85,000 less than I said. 85,000. Know, if I were you, I would have gone with my number. I would have... I've gotten hundreds of thousands of views on certain videos on uh, whatever. Uh, so However, that is successful. If you think of 15,000 of those people coming to see you speak at yeah. a live event, that's pretty big. Yeah, I that mean... That would almost fill the ACC. Yes. Yeah, so now, now, that's now how I view it. Yeah. Will it, will it fill the ACC or won't it fill the ACC? I'm not saying they'll come. But I have 35,000, uh, no, sorry, I have 39,000 followers on Twitter, which would fill the ACC. Yeah, that, and this this is sort of... This so is really, I'm more popular with, than the Toronto Rock if when you, I look at it that way. I used to, I used to go to, I went back and they were good. They, we used to go to those, uh, uh, Jim, the Whipper Watson. Right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, uh, Jim, was it Jim Veltman or the, the, the school teacher? I loved lacrosse because they showed uh, their their captain won like a sportsmanship award one year, and they're like, he won the sportsman. Then they showed his they showed his clips, and it's just him like whacking people with the stick and cross checking people. Right. And this was highlights for the sportsmanship award, and it's just him like just chopping people in the face and everyone going crazy and yeah. lacrosse. Such a that's such a Canadian, underrated Canadian pastime lacrosse. Tell folks what the premise is of your show. So the the show. It's, I mean, the, the Uninterrupted's been around for just over a year, so we've built up the audience about 15,000, and it sort of started because, you know, I, I was doing comedy, and then um, I, I originally went into making videos through civil space. It was me and an Iranian refugee, former political prisoner. He got tortured by the mullahs and whatever, and we just, like, 
we just realized that so a Jewish guy and an Iranian refugee, a Jewish guy and an Iranian refugee, and walk into a bar. walk into a bar and 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 take on the government. But I just like I just think some of this stuff that people think is like too serious. I just find it so hilarious. Like I find just the state of Canada and like yes, I hate Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh is a clown and Trudeau is a, you know blackface Mick whatever. But I just find like I just find like I find the fact that some people in inside like our government are like. I'm with the Muslim Brotherhood. It's like, can, can we not talk about the fact that these, this is just hilarious, that some of these people are actually insane and no one's like, like right. this is what Khalid Rashid actually believes. And I, I just find it really funny. And it's it's hard to be like some of the audience is like there for the serious stuff, but it's like, it's like, uh, listen, I'm going to make fun of this guy because it's just too funny not to. And right. it's, and it, and it's weird because then like, you know, the whole thing is people never worry about anything happening here. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's they don't a, care who's they here. Don't, they don't because they don't think anything's going to happen. That's kind of why. You like have chances to, are the yeah. uh, you know the head of the Revolutionary Guard in Iran's uh, brother-in-law is driving a streetcar. Yeah. So right. right away you go, well, we're okay. Yeah, well, it's uh, one of the yeah, it's it's like the whole family. Um, what's uh, Raf Jani, who was one of the big players in creating the Islamic Republic. He was head of the Assembly of Experts, like the body that he brought in the new Ayatollah, like Khamenei. He he brought him in. Right. Had a falling out, but like. He then came to Canada and he's like, his family like funds tons of stuff in Canada. So like, yes, we have like Iranian influence in Canada and it's like, these people are crazy, but it's also really hilarious because like, you know, Maja Johari is like so clearly an Iranian asset and he's still in parliament. And I, I, so uninterrupted is weird because, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know I, I call you on that, but he hasn't sued anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you didn't call a lawyer, I got to go with, well, this might be true. So I, I, it's easier because he's actually in if office. If you didn't call a Jewish lawyer, yeah. I believe it 100%. Listen, I'll fight Maja Johari in court. That that I'm happy to do because uh, is a liberal MP actually going to sue me first? And I'd have a mount of evidence. Be like, hey, Maja, what about this and this and this? And like, it's, there's literally a video uh, in a, a, a um, Persian language broadcast, but done in the UK, where some uh, former Iranian intelligence defector... Uh, who, who got assassinated, but his contact was basically saying, yes, um, uh, Masood was talking about uh, all these different people that the IRGC has in, around the world. It's not just the Middle East. He talked about this guy, Majid Johari in Canada. And it's right. like, it's so obvious that Majid Johari, like he hosted Iranian parliamenticians at his house when, right. when, like, when that was illegal to do so when there was a freeze in the embassy. And like, they're coming to his house. And like, that's, that's against the rules. And it, so. How do you know they were coming to his house? Are you a peeper? Yeah, I mean, but it, it was aside from that, like one, okay, one, I do want to, Maja Johari is sexy. And yes, I have watched him shower. And yes, it's great. But that's not how, I, I mean, it's a public, it's public record. It's public record. Like it's, no one denies this, which yeah. is also what makes it even funnier. Cause it's not like I'm doing investigative journalism and like, oh, I've got to search through these documents. It's like, it's right there. Like Google this, just Google, it's right there. And, and no one talks about this. Well, I think it's funny. We live in a country where they brought in a Chinese cell phone company. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and Canadians, <laughs> Canadians went, free data? Free data. What could, go, what could go wrong? I find it so funny now. And by the way, folks, there's a reason a Chinese cell phone company is offering you free data. Yeah. Just so it, you know. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. What could go wrong trusting the Chinese government? I love Hockey Night in Canada now. It's unwatchable without Don Cherry. Because Don Cherry was just incoherent rambling. And the Don Cherry thing is like, Don Cherry is there to say crazy things. And Ron McLean got paid like $3 million a year to just sit there and look nervous. Okay, but you know what? In defense of Ron, uh, I think when he heard that comment, he had 50 people in his earplug 
yeah. just yelling at him to go to commercial and stuff, yeah. so he yeah. might not have caught it all. Listen, it's but they also replayed it. Yeah, they, they replayed it in the West. Yeah, that's the, they replayed. So I mean, and by the way, I don't think Don Cherry's a bigot. No, I, I just think he's just a he's just an old rambly guy. You know, he's a. Uh, he's like, he's too you, old to be a you pointing at me right there? Yeah, point, um, he's a pointing at me? Yeah, he's one of you. It's an old white male. Straight, cisgender white male that dresses in like, <laughs> in the most flamboyant outfits. But I find, I find the Huawei thing, it's so funny because Ron McLean after Don Cherry went on this whole like social justice thing, like, well, we got to realize that there's big problems in hockey with race and whatever. And like, we need to do a story on the NHL doesn't have enough, you know, black, female, Muslim, right. transgender, homosexuals. And this is the problem. And it's like, we need social justice. I actually heard somebody say that uh, we have to start scouting Nigerian kids. <laughs> I heard somebody say that and I thought it was tongue in cheek, but it wasn't. I'm just picturing a Nigerian kid with, <laughs> with his father in the backyard saying, never mind the dust, son, skate, skate. skate. <laughs> Put it on rollerblades. Yeah. But all this social justice stuff, and it's like, sponsored by Huawei. Huawei. We right. put uh, Muslims in concentration camps. It's like, it's like. Well, Rogers it, was taking money anywhere yeah, they could fucking get fun. it because so they overpaid like, for hockey. Yeah, it's like, it's like we're, we need to talk about social justice sponsored by the Chinese government, which puts Muslims in literal concentration camps. So, again, like, I find this funny. And, you know, oh, you know, it is terrifying that the, that the Trudeau is just going to sell the country to the Chinese government, um, even though they have Canadians kidnapped. But, like, also, it's really, 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 really funny. That you know what I hear from most people? Well, I wanted to like them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I get out of people regarding Trudeau. Trudeau yeah. Well, I wanted to like them. I, I understand why he won. I totally understand how he beat Harper. People were kind of... Sorry to Harper, and he came in the sun, sunny ways. Like he didn't have policy, but he at least sold himself. It's like, what's your policy? He's like, sunshine, lollipops, and it's uh, like, okay, Canadians want. There's there's interesting stats on this where attack ads are effective in the states. They are counterproductive in Canada. Canadians don't like seeing attack ads. They in order to win an election in Canada, you have to. Canadians make case also don't like far right. Yeah, they also don't like far. They, I mean, far left, they're they're fine, but. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't want to see someone go far right. Um, you know, the Canadians Canadians really want. A conservative leader who is, you know, uh, fiscally conservative, socially liberal. And marches in the gay pride parade. Yeah, marches in the gay pride parade. You got to march in the gay pride parade. Yeah, I mean, I think a conservative leader... Conservatives are at a point now where you got to be gay and march in the gay pride parade. That's the only way you're going to get elected. Yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, I would say say what the conservative party's official... point on the like gay we should bring pete Buttigieg here as a refugee yeah he would he would do he would do fine he would be the pc leader he'd be the no pc time. leader yeah because he's got no chance for president yeah my thing on the gays is we need to say we like our gays married not thrown off roofs right that should be the conservative stance right is keep marry them but don't throw them off the roof yeah and the exactly. and the and the, and the liberals is like well everyone should be married and you know nothing's wrong with no one no one no one what iran la 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 like so that's the that's the contrasting position but you know I think that's... I'm envious of that community, the gay community. The gay, gay community? Yeah, envious. Yeah, just become queer. I'm telling you, do it, be a millennial. You want some millennial advice? Just call yourself queer. Yeah. Invent a new thing. No, I just picture... I've always pictured it like... Do you uh, need a new gender? Listen, we can get you a new gender. We can get you in a new gender by tomorrow. Yeah. I just picture two gay guys about to go out for the evening, and uh, one turns to the other and says, Honey, do I look fat in this? And he says, Yeah. And the other one says, Okay, let's go. Yeah. yeah. It's not like being with a woman. It would be so much easier. It's like, it's like, it, Honesty is easy with these. Yeah, people. I mean, it, if only we could be gay. Yeah. If only life would be so much easier. You know, I would I would get a lot less flack from. Uh, well, you know, I think I, the reason a lot of guys your age aren't, don't want to be gay is because because it's basically two guys together, and uh, that means it could lead to physical injury. Because I think that's what <laughs> you people are deathly afraid of: physical industry, 
F- physical uh, injury, like uh, breaking a collarbone or pulling a muscle. You know, that's pulling a muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 just the number one fear of millennials. That, that, well, that's that to me. To me, that's uh, why a lot of millennial guys are heterosexual. I'll take that to the council and see see how. We used to get into bar fights. You watch UFC. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. That's the biggest difference between us. Is yeah, we watch them. We we got bullied in person. You're getting on the internet. Oh yeah, cyberbullying. Yeah, cyberbullying. Yeah. It's like oh, someone says to me, yeah, I I could I could never stand the cyberbullying thing. It's like, you know, I I wouldn't. I'm of the actual age. So again, 1991, where I was in that weird thing where yeah, I, I had math, I had some of this stuff. But I also saw stuff like get taken away. I like I saw life being, you know, baby proofed as we went along. Yeah. Like like I was there like until grade seven, we were allowed to play with tennis balls, and then some kid got hit in the face with a tennis ball, and they took him away like midway through eighth grade and made fun illegal. So like I I was of the generation where we had sort of the old stuff and saw it get taken away. What floored me ten years ago was when the school board came out with the buddy bench. You know the what buddy the buddy bench, bench is? I, I can only imagine. But well, I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, your kid has no friends. No one talks to your kid, so the school board put this bench out in the middle of the playground called the buddy bench. And if you had no friends, and if uh, no one liked you, they made you sit on the buddy bench, which to me made it very easy for the bully to figure out where you were, yeah, and what time you were going to be there. And nobody I talked to saw it the way I did. <laughs> and then, sure enough, they did away with the buddy bench because the bullies were kicking the shit out of the kids that were sitting on. What was the point were, of this to like the to... buddy bench was being used to beat people to death? That's what it was being used for. <laughs> well, they were picking well, it up, and beating people. Well, to death. What did the what did the you know gender fluid sociology expert who decided the buddy bench was a good idea? What did, what was the concept behind that? Like it was Nils- somebody in the Toronto school board? Yeah, exactly. Some idiot was like, "We'll have." By the a way, bench. it was nowhere else, not uh, oh. not any other school board, just the Toronto school board. And the was the thought like oh we'll have the losers sit on the bench and then people will be friends with them i think the truth was they wanted to get the class sizes down but they wouldn't admit it so they had the natural selection you know what i mean yeah yeah, uh, yeah i think that's what they were doing i think that's what they were up to you know i could see that and it's that kind of horse shit that's uh ruining the world yeah yeah i, I would not i would not debate that the uh the the pussification of my generation it is, is pussification yeah exactly that's a lovely way to put it by the way <laughs> thank you <laughs> Yeah, we'll get letters, but that's good. Pussification. Listen, letters are the least of my worries right now. Yeah. Uh, the death threats are more fun. Pakistani death threats are the most fun. They're the worst at, and the worst and the funniest death threats. Isn't I've that funny? Been. Yeah. Because... Forty years ago in this country, <laughs> Pakistanis were getting death threats. Now they're giving them. Yeah, they're giving them. But yeah. I, I get them like I get them straight from Pakistan, so they're authentic. Like yeah. yeah, people claim to be part of the Pakistani government and be like everything great in Pakistan, no inequality. I'm like, I heard about this place called Balochistan. What's up with that? No, no, everyone's fine. It's like I'll let them yeah. know. It's like we want you to take down your video. And it's like it's like, and I'm like, don't worry, I I agree. I will run everything I post now through the Pakistani government. And See, they- I'm kind of torn on that. I'm kind of flattered. I'm fr- I'm a little. Uh, I mean, I got an ego just like anybody else. I, I get a little hurt. When I get uh, a hate tweet from somebody in Nigeria, mm. but then in my head I also go, "Wow, I got a tweet from <laughs> fucking Nigeria," you know. I kind of because I, I I step into the realm of like politics and comedy and entertainment and whatever. I just my my theory on it is when someone sends me messages that I love you or I hate you, I just turn that in. I turn I love you into I agree with what you just said, right. and I turn I hate you into I disagree with what you just said. Right. And that, that's kind of how you have to deal with it. If someone says, "Oh, I found that really funny and entertaining," that the, oh, okay, that that actually makes me feel good. But when someone says, "I love you, you're greatest," you so got to run. When for... you get a death threat, do you ever call the cops or anything? 
No, because usually it's like... You get a death threat from Pakistan, I can't Pakistan, imagine calling... The uh, cops, like... Yeah, I, I, calling Toronto police. Toronto police, yeah. What's, what's Peel Ridge and police... I mean, your, your radio can get... Your car can get broken into and somebody can steal your radio across the street from 54 Division. Yeah. And they won't walk out the door to look nah, at it. I mean, so I don't think they're going to do much about a death threat right, from for, Pakistan. Like, Tag TV. My, my boss Tag TV to here. He gets way bigger death threats because he's Pakistani, he's Muslim, and he, can, he speaks Urdu. So he'll say what I'm kind of saying, but as a Muslim Pakistani person making these points, so they're like, gotta kill him. But like, the thing is, when I criticize like, you know, the BS Islamists in Kashmir trying to murder all the Hindus there, they can kind of spin it as like, look at what the Jew is saying about us. And it's sort of like a point for them. So like they can just use it as propaganda. Like, look at what the Jews are saying about us so that we must be right. So they're kind of fine with, I only get the, I I got a similar story. I went to a black community award show. I was invited and they wanted me to speak. They wanted me to hand out an award <laughs> at a black community award show. I, I don't know why. Anyway, uh, I went with a friend of mine and uh, the Grenadians hated the Jamaicans. The Jamaicans, the Jamaicans hated, uh, you know, uh, people from Barbados. Barbados <laughs> hated the people from Bahamas and everybody liked me. And yeah. <laughs> so I was going, Jesus, don't you people have a sense of history? Yeah. Why am I the one everybody's <laughs> talking to? It was just unbelievable. Switzerland, neutral power. Yeah, yeah. yeah neutral yeah, yeah. power there. Yeah, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. I, I, it's like what you said You said at the beginning with like the uh, the LGBTQ hating each other. But like I, one of the best uh, definitions of like mis- mis- misogyny or whatever, so I just started a joke. It's like misogyny. When men, uh, when men hate women as much as women hate women. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's, that's a very good way that, to put it. Uh, but that, that, that's everyone. That's everyone. There's infighting within the Jewish community, within the whatever community, you know. Everyone thinks, uh, every time I get into these communities, it's like, oh, the Hindus. Like, well, there's well, internal Speaking politics. of infighting within the Jewish community, yeah. I know people who are Israeli, and they can't stand North American Jews. Because we're all a bunch of pussies. That's the way they think. Yeah, and they're right. They're yeah. right. And after the Holocaust, when uh, victims were moving to Israel, they were given a pretty tough ride. Because the Israelis were going, hey, we never would have let this happen to us. What the hell is your problem? Yeah, I mean, right the, or wrong, right or wrong, wrong is what it was. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there's, I mean, there's two major. It's like Ashkenazi and Sephardic. I'm Ashkenazi. That's Eastern European Jews. Yeah. the majority here. Sephardic's the, more Middle Eastern. More Middle Eastern. There's also Mizrahi, which is like the Arab Jews. So we can group those two together. And, and there's more. Are you coming up with all these names so you don't have to say Jewish? Yeah, but, 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 but I'm just. It's like saying Christianity. Well, there's Baptists and Lutherans and whatever. So I'm just giving people the. <laughs> okay. But generally. Um, the, the the Ashkenazis the Ashkenazi Jews generally write Seinfeld and and crack jokes and the Sephardic and the Mizrahi keep us alive. Right. Yeah. Okay. So right. like I, I my my idiot liberal brother who's who's really smart but like he's part of if not now so you your know. brother the doctor. Uh, no, my brother the uh, lawyer. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so you're kind of like the black sheep of the family. A little bit, little bit. <laughs> I'm the. But he, so yeah, he's uh, on the far left. But like he'll be like he came back from Israel and he was like he was actually it's like. I was trying to have conversations with Israelis about white privilege and they, they just, they didn't understand. It's like, thank God they didn't understand or else I'll be dead. If they could understand your like, uh, uh, you know, gender privilege stuff, but it's a weird thing. So in Israel, they, Israel, like every other country, they try and import American problems. The left does and and try and view things through a very American lens. It's all over the world, but this whole like white supremacy thing. So the Ashkenazi Jews are the European ones and the Sephardic ones are like the majority of Jews in Israel are not white to say that, but it's the the Jews of color tend to vote conservative and right. be with more Netanyahu because they kind of understand the reality of the Middle East a lot better. And the Ashkenazis, the white people, are on the left. 
but the white leftist Israelis will try and claim that the not the the non-white Israelis are only right. are the right wing because they hate colored people. What's Even with? Like, uh, I want to ask you this: What's with Netanyahu and all these criminal charges? Um, it's a lot of it. I would say is um, the Israeli court system is very very left wing. So yeah. the Israeli judges are left wing, and a lot of the a lot of the charges against Netanyahu. Again, I'm not an expert on it, uh, but a lot of them are quite spurious and and nonsensical. Like, I I would be surprised if 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 he actually gets like whole out convicted, but I would not be surprised if they drag him through it because it's sort of like what Trump's going yeah, through. But with what the are Russia they saying game. he did? I never read what he did. Just, exactly, exactly. It's right? just they don't come it, up with any details. Thing. It's 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 pretty standard politics stuff. Is kind of what he did. It's you know. His wife, you know, once got like a couple thousand dollars from a donor to run a, a, a yeah. like, something everyone does, something that everyone just. But they stand, come up with really nothing. I mean, it's for, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's, what do you do? Shoplift a bagel? Because that's pretty much you think essentially. You start to think it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's his friend gave him a bagel. The friend gave a wife a bagel. Like that's essentially yeah. what the the Netanyahu yeah. corruption stuff is. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a lot of much to do about nothing, um, and it's sort of the same problems we have here. Of like, you get activist court judges and um and they try and sort of hammer you instead of through litigation so instead of through like the legislature and trying to go after trump on policy they say oh trump was colluding with the russians and he's in putin it's like no there's a lot of really legitimate criticisms about trump like i I could i can rant for a good 30 minutes about how much i hate his uh, his policy on syria and turkey and what he did to the kurds like there's legitimate things we can go on but you're not going to get me to go with like he's a secret russian asset and putin's in charge like like this whole Russia gate nonsense. I don't believe it's a secret Russian asset, but I do believe he's being blackmailed by the Russians. Everyone is. You know, but I, I, but I, but I believe I, they got tape of somebody using him as a urinal. <laughs> that I, that I don't believe because is I mean at least until until the whole Turkey thing. But now Turkey's turned against Russia because Erdogan's trying to become a caliph or whatever. But in terms of policy, he was actually pretty the most anti-Russian on policy. Now he's during the campaign he sounded pretty pro-Russian, but um, he. Uh, under him, he actually armed the Ukrainians, gave them killing weapons. He had uh, the U.S. military actually killed Russian mercenaries in uh, Iraq and Syria. And, you know, he actually was pushing back against Russian aggression. So I don't think Trump thought any of that. I think Trump's just tweeting out stuff, saying things, being Trump being the greatest, the greatest president ever was. He likes doing the rally. He's, a, he's like us. He's a comedian. You, you ever seen Trump rally? He's one of the best working comedians there is right now. Since, since 2016. Yeah, but comedians get the joke. Daniel doesn't comedians make people laugh. <laughs> Listen, I was, I, there's some pretty fucking weird comedians that are just like in their own little universe. And that's sort of the Trump thing. I mean, you see, you can tell when you, I can guarantee you can probably tell when Trump goes off a teleprompter and he gets like easily, easily. Yeah. I, I, it's uh it's one of those things. So it's called a press conference, Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you can tell when he's on the teleprompter and then you tell when he's like, Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got, I, you know, it's uh, it's, it's Trump time. So I think a lot of Trump's presidency is like, it's Trump time. And there's some people within the administration are like, actual conservatives are like, okay, you know what, Russia, we got to kind of stop Russia here. And, you know, we got to arm Ukraine. And then Trump's kind of just tweeting around and it's like, sure, sure, sign off, sign off. And then, right. you know, if you go against him on Twitter, then he, like, he, 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 it's quite clear that Trump doesn't really understand a lot of what's going on. That's why he keeps getting in fights with his own guys, like, you know, the Jeff Sessions thing and, and now Andrew uh, William Barr. It's pretty obvious that he just doesn't really understand as much as what they're going on. And he loves them when they back him because guys like Dershowitz and Barr, which are in the whole Russiagate legal nonsense, they're like, no, this is the law and the left is being insane. So it's like, this is right. the greatest guy. He knows the most. He's the best attorney general that ever was. 
But the second that it's like, well, no, you actually can't say it as president. No, no, the law actually says, no, this time, well, he's the worst. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But, so it's a bit of a volatile, yeah. um, you know, Twitter. Think he's going to win in November? Yep. Yeah, so do oh, I. Oh, yeah, I think it's a... I mean, I, I, I just... Did you I, hear Russia's uh, interfering and in trying to boost Bernie, Bernie Sanders? Sanders now? Of course they are. I mean... Why wouldn't you? Why, there's no better person to run... I mean, Bernie Sanders is a straight-up communist loon bag. Um, and I think one of the reasons why Russia... Uh, I would call him a Canadian. <laughs> I call him a socialist loon I would bag. call him a Canadian politician. Yeah, he... Yeah, uh, uh, he's uh, yeah he's Jagmeet Singh with a, an older, less uh, coherent Jagmeet Singh. Uh, we got to get the, but he's like on radio. There's videos of Bernie being like, "Bread lines, bread lines are good because in other countries there are no bread lines, and then the rich get all the food." <laughs> There's literally a clip of him saying that in 1985, <laughs> literally saying bread lines are good because the rich get all the food. Like, what country are you talking about, Bernie? He's. Have you seen the video of him shirtless in the Soviet Union singing, uh, "This land is your land, this mine." He's topless in the Soviet Union, right? Singing about communism. With men, you say shirtless. You don't say topless. No, oh, shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> He's man boobs. Political satire doesn't work in Canada. You know that, no, right? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. But like, right. it's. But, but you know why? Because we get our news from the paper. Yeah. Americans get their news from guys like Bill Maher, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Uh, they get a, they get it from their late night comedy shows. Yeah, they I get mean, a lot of their news from those things. Daily Show, Daily is where show, a ton daily. of Americans get their news. I, I, it's Canadians too. I mean, it was uh, my genera- my generation was the we got our news from Stephen Colbert and John Stewart. That that's kind of why I do the uninterrupted thing is because I was doing comedy. It's like okay, it's time to be open and honest. It was 2015. Like I'm 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 conservative. I want to say like, listen, guys, I'm just gonna be open about this. I voted for Stephen Harper. This is where I am. And part of the uninterrupted thing is. It's a way to sort of counterbalance um, the, the push from the comedy. It's like, okay, if, the, if we're going to get our, our news from Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert and, and the Beaverton, well, there has to be a bit of a, a balance out there because no one under 40 is going to, you know, get most of their news from the news anymore, right? right? It's alternative media. And my thing is like, if I have an hour show and I'm going to be talking about news of the week, this has to be entertaining. Like I have to entertain myself while doing it. Um, you need some sort of balance in political comedy. Um, like there needs to be a right wing. I think the John best Stewart. thing here is this hour is twenty two minutes. So they come the closest. Yeah, yeah, they. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there was Rick Mercer for a bit, but really, it's it's nothing. Uh, too soft. Too soft. Yeah, it, it it does. And and honestly, I mean, you know, they're afraid. To, they're even afraid to say fuck. I mean, it, yeah. you got a guy like Bill Maher in the U.S., mm-hmm. who I don't always agree with, but his BS meter. Yeah, right Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher gets the go. He'll he'll hit the free speech. I mean, I disagree with Bill Maher on a lot of things, but my I, belief is that Bill Maher hates John Oliver. I he's never had him on the show. John Oliver's got a hot show called Last Week Tonight. Yeah, and he's never had him on the show. I believe that Bill Maher thinks that John Oliver ripped him off. I think I he thinks it. that John Oliver's doing the same show as he is without guests. It's always been my belief. I, I would not be surprised if there's like a massive ego thing going on at the HBO political commentary oh, sure. thing. He doesn't want they're to filming, I think they're filming in the same building too. Yeah, because they're both HBO, so they probably yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. He's never on the thing. Yeah. No. You know. Uh, How okay. funny would it be if we actually just exposed that, that major beef and then that came out? You uh, I've with... heard it before from other people. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're on. So you had insider information. Colbert without uh, Trump. Trump made Colbert. He was number three. Now he's number one. Yeah. Trump made Colbert. Yeah, because Colbert's, Colbert was... And now when he goes to the desk, he does a thing called Meanwhile, so he can work in other monologue jokes that aren't about Donald Trump. Yeah. 
he's doing that to kind of get ready for when Trump's gone. Yeah. I mean, Colbert is Colbert's not been funny since he left the Colbert. He was great as a a fake conservative pundit. That oh, show I was I think hilarious. the show's great. I think his new show's great. You do? I I, I did it, not find Well, it. you should check in again. It wasn't it, the first two years, but okay. it is now. Okay, it is now? Okay, yeah. hopefully. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't watch it. To, yeah, I watch I Late Night different than everybody else does, but uh, yeah, I, I think that Colbert's better now, way better now. Than can't be worse. He can't be worse than when he started. About three years ago is when it got really good, and it's around the time of the arrival of Trump. Well, I mean, that Trump saved all late night comedy. Uh, like, but was, nobody does it like Colbert. You should watch it. Nobody does it like Colbert. He goes after him every single night, and it's for ten minutes. It's amazing. Now I know you're not a typical millennial, but I always feel like I got to defend my uh, generation. So here goes. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so I went on the internet yesterday. <laughs> invented by us. The Jews. No, us. Oh, the boomers. The boomers. Okay. Might have been a no. Might have been a. Actually, they say it was Al Gore, but I believe it might have been a Jewish. Yeah, I, I doubt it was Al. I think Al Gore might have been in the room while some. It's like how Stephen jo- Steve Jobs invented the the uh, Apple phone. It's like no, that was a nerd. Steve Wozniak. You just wore a turtleneck and right. said innovation. And that's one right there. Apple. Steve Wozniak. That's us. Yeah. All right. Uh, DNA fingerprinting. That's us. Where the reason people don't get wrongfully convicted, or if they do, they get a ton of money and they get it. That's us. Internet, like I said, uh, synthetic skin. Synthetic skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you people have a lot of acne. It's also for burns. That's uh, I feel like I feel like the the I feel like your millennial invention is just a bunch of useless apps. We killed communism. We brought it back. True, which was not good. Yeah. I was going to use that on the other side, by the way. <laughs> you say you brought it back. Uh, Freedom Riders. Okay. Kids who took their lives in their hands went down south to fight for civil rights. You have civil riders too. They're called turnstile jumpers, freedom riders. Yeah, I mean the civil rights. Uh, the like civil that's what you guys do. You jump a turnstile and get on a free subway. Yeah, our civil rights movement's pretty uh, pathetic. Yes, it is. Yeah, mandatory seatbelts, which because of your generation, we wish we hadn't invented. <laughs> uh, email, home pregnancy test, which is no good to you guys because all you do is uh, masturbate on a woman and then go home and get abortions. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, GPS, so millennials know where they are at all times. That, that's helped. I'm, that's us. Uh, thank you. Yep. And uh, let's see now. Oh, the pet rock was us, which is kind of stupid. I got to I got yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> We made a guy a millionaire who put a little rock in a box. That was bad. Here's you guys. Okay. Uh, avocado toast. Oh, so original. Because butter is so hard to spread. Uh, Airbnb, because uh, you like living in other people's houses. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Right? right? You were born doing it. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, so you can steal royalties. Screw you, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, Netflix, so that you could kill movie theaters. Yeah, uh, that's, that's where racism happens. Yeah. And uh, banking apps, so that tellers could get laid off. You kind of screwed yourselves out of jobs there. Yeah. Let me see now. Uh, I don't know about this one. Hit me. Well, the selfie, because you don't have any real friends to take pictures of you. We all had friends who took pictures of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. We could and just... often they were in the picture. We had timers on yeah. the camera. But you guys have selfies. Well, I see that. that's the, the camera phone. There's almost as many letters in selfie as there is in selfish. You know that, right? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of in the word. Yeah. And uh, the big one you got, I mean, uh, you know. 
We might have had some dictators, but you have Mark Zuckerberg, who developed a platform so that you could rate chicks and hurt their feelings. Yeah. Well, someone's got to hurt their feelings. Someone's got someone's to take pretty girls down a notch. Uh, yeah, our generation managed to give self-esteem issues to the hot girls. If anything, we took hot girls down a, down a peg uh, emotionally, which... Uh, yeah, which is such a great idea. We, oh. Which spawned the Me Too movement. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, you brought them down more than a notch. You brought them down three or four notches, and you made them mad. Yeah, that was, uh, hindsight, not, not, not like the The reason these to... guys show up at pro-commie rallies... It's because there's a really hot-looking chick there with long hair and a oh, black turtleneck. Ha- half of the you're Trudeau, going to get laid. Half the half of the NDP rally is is just people trolling for pussy. Yeah, that's yeah. It, male feminists. We 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 got the world of male feminists. By the way, uh, the word trolling for pussy is ours. You just no uh... oh, no 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 trolling <laughs> trolling was ours. So uh, excuse me, sir. Okay, boomer. There you go. Yeah. Okay, we- boomer. <laughs> All right, that's a great way to end it. Unpaid intern. Well, you can't say that. You got your own show. Uh, those are, the, I believe, unpainted intern. I believe that's uh, slaves. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You're a good guy. Daniel Boardman. You'll be hearing more about this guy. Oh, one more thing. I looked up uh, boomers who changed the world. There were uh, 128. Millennials who changed the world to reform. You still got time. We got time. We got time. Yeah, That's yeah. uh And uh, Boomer invented the blue box, and uh, I guess you people brought back blue balls. Ah, I, I have an ex-girlfriend that definitely applies to. All right. There you go.